0: Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
1: Hi there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, Insurance Manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, Home Inspector from InspecTech. If you are in the market for real estate, either buying or selling, and you need opinions from experts in the areas of insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, these are wonderful people to chat with. Denise, Carrie, and Carrie can be found on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Just look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony jo. Their Their contact information is there. Or you can always find me online or on social media. I would be happy to introduce you. My background as your host for the next hour is as a locally born and raised Victorian. I've been selling homes here for over 27 years, all the way from Souk to Sydney. I've overseen many transactions, somewhere around 2,500 in my time. So I've seen almost every situation you can imagine. Call me if you need a seasoned professional for your real estate needs. You can contact me either through the CFAX website or visit my own website. It's the Prime Real Estate Team. PrimeTeam.ca. We have the pleasure this week of having in our studio former mayor and local architect, Alan Lowe. We'll be talking about Victoria from a design perspective and his experiences serving Victoria as mayor for three terms. We'll start our show with our usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. I'd love to hear your stories. Have you had an experience either buying or selling real estate? Uh, have you had a, uh, a struggle or something that needs a solution we'd be happy to help with? Again, just find us, and we'll talk about it on the air here. I had a call this week from Roger. And Roger wants to know where other good areas for real estate investment are because Victoria is so expensive. he like to know how to pick good areas. Thank you for your call, Roger. Uh, you're right. So the property values in Victoria have increased quite a bit. We've had guests on our show over the years that have reminded us, actually, that it's not just expensive right now. Victoria has always, always been expensive. And when you think about it, we're a relatively small market. And by that, what I mean is uh, we are not a oil and gas town. We are not an uh, um, industry town. Uh, we're not Vancouver. And the, and the reason why I'm bringing that up right now is the rents are not particularly high relative to what people are paying for real estate. So I'll give an example right now. If you were to buy a, uh, a two-bedroom, two-bath condo in downtown Victoria, the cost would be anywhere from six hundred to $700,000, and the rent that you might get on that unit might be somewhere around uh, $2,400, $2,600. When you do the math, the return isn't great. Uh, you can look into other areas, for instance, in Saskatchewan, where you buy a house for maybe uh, $400,000, and you'll get a rent of around uh, $1,600 or $1,700, depending. I'm just spouting figures, by the way. You're going to want to reconfirm all of these um, uh, with your agent. I can always connect you to people across the country, by the way, too. But what I'm trying to say here is, uh, comparing the acquisition cost to the rent that you get, the uh, cap rate in Victoria is relatively low. Uh, it, it, you know, people are always looking for the mythical 10% return. So uh, their income versus expenses and a return of 10%. You know what? I have never seen that. I've been selling real estate for 27 years. I don't. I don't believe that has existed here in Victoria. Um, right now, you're pretty well lucky to see around 4%. Uh, and in Vancouver, by the way, it's the same story that I've been talking about here in Victoria, except in Vancouver it's worse because, again, uh, even though rents are a little bit higher in Vancouver, their acquisition costs are a lot higher. Victoria's, uh, Vancouver's prices are almost double of what Victoria is right now. So, uh, Roger, obviously looking in Vancouver, isn't a great idea because you're paying a lot for uh, a relatively low monthly return. Now, going back to other areas, you're going to want to look into towns that have higher uh, rents. In Alberta right now, there are opportunities I hear from my colleagues over there. The real estate markets in Calgary and Edmonton, particularly Calgary, by the way, uh, have been softer. They have not quite recovered. Uh, Calgary is one of those towns where, I mean, it's a younger town. Uh, Rents are relatively high. Uh, compared to the prices that people are paying for homes. Um, There is work there, generally speaking. Um, There's a lot of amenities as well. Uh, You may not see the growth that we've seen on the West coast here, you know, if you were to purchase a property, say for $500,000 in Calgary, um, I don't think is reasonable to expect a 10% or more return on an annual basis. Uh, anything that you're talking about here, investment wise should be considered from a long-term perspective. Um, so are you going to hold it for five years or more? Something that you'll keep in the family for a very long amount of time. One of the, uh, attractions right now of Alberta uh, is the fact that it is due for a recovery. And uh, generally speaking, uh, the markets of Calgary and Edmonton are strong. So um, that is an opportunity you can look at. By the way, a little side note here, the uh, high-end residential properties of that market in Calgary is really a great opportunity right now. There's a lot of developers who are holding unsold stock of high-end, expensive homes that they can't sell, uh, that they were selling for really good prices uh, for anyone who's looking out there. Now, that would mean you're in Calgary. That would mean snow. That would mean a whole bunch of other things. A lot of people have moved from Calgary to come to Victoria. Um, But then again, uh, there are a lot of great uh, amenities there. I had mentioned, Roger, going further, so going uh, to Saskatchewan, I've had uh, friends and colleagues who have done a fair amount of investing in Saskatoon, university town, right? Um, you've got to look at uh, a number of uh, other aspects. You know, uh, the, the, are there a lot of families? Uh, is there solid work? Uh, is it a government town? Is it a military town? Are there prospects for a lot of relocation? You know, the other thing that you're going to want to consider, too, is do you have family in the area? Because it's always handy to have people uh, that you know uh, who can go by and check on the property on your behalf on occasion. Of course, as an absentee owner, one of the things that you're going to want to look into is making sure that you have uh, property management. So uh, having a a professional property manager look after your property uh, because you're over here. You're not going to be able to respond to late-night phone calls about the toilet backing up or um, uh, anything that is happening in the property. Make sure you have a property manager. Uh, As an investor, of course, that is uh, an expense that you're able to write off. Uh, And it's just good to have peace of mind of having somebody uh, overseeing your property. But again, if you have a family member uh, who's in the marketplace, it's good to have them uh, pop by on occasion, too. So many options for you. Uh, Now, there is the states as well. A lot of our American colleagues are saying, hey, Canadians, you ought to come down here uh, and buy a property. Got to say though, I don't know if that's so much of an opportunity anymore. You've got to consider first of all your uh, exchange rates. So unfortunately, uh, at a buck thirty, it's a lot more expensive now to buy than it was, for instance, five years ago when the dollar was at par. Um, and the other thing too is you never know. I mean, there's uncertain political activity happening down south. Do you want to go down there? Uh, How well do you know the town, right? And Canada is a pretty safe place. It's the reason why a lot of people have invested here uh, because of the fact that we've got secure banking practices. By the way, uh, if you're buying in the States, it's not a cakewalk. It's a bit of a more complicated process for you uh, as far as mortgaging is concerned. Uh, when you are buying your investment property, you're going to want to speak to somebody like Denise Webster, our show sponsor and mortgage broker, uh, because there is a very different process of buying for investment than it is uh, for a principal residence, if you haven't done so already. Uh, you not only need a minimum of 20% down, but uh, you will need to make sure that the property cash flows. In other words, you're not going to want to have a deficit where you're out of pocket on a monthly basis just to have your investment property. So many things to consider, but I would say- Roger Uh, look across the country Uh, look at other places where uh, the markets are stable uh, or even those opportunities like I've said in Calgary Um, yeah you can still buy here but uh, as I said the reality is uh, the return isn't really high uh, here in Victoria even though we need landlords we need rental stock thanks for calling in and for anyone else you can give us a call at 250-414-6540 and ask your question or talk about anything real estate related Uh, by the way if you are a podcast listener and you want to listen to our shows, we are on iTunes or Google Play, so you can download and listen uh, at your leisure. I'd love to hear your real estate stories. You can always email me too, tony at primeteam.ca. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to have a conversation with former Victoria mayor and local architect, Alan Lowe. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our guest today is Alan Lowe. Alan is a local architect, born and raised Victorian, and also was the mayor of Victoria for three terms from 1999 uh, until 2000, was it 10? Eight. Eight, 2008. Okay. Uh, Alan, thanks for joining us.
0: You're welcome, Tony. Good to be here.
1: Yeah, well, there's there's so much to chat uh, with you about. Um, I, I want to start from the architectural side of things. Sure. Uh, um, uh, your um, Ellen Lowe Architects, uh, her, Ellen, your company, I'm uh, sorry, uh, has been around since 1990, right? Uh, yes, it has. Yeah, and for our listeners, there's a lot of buildings in town that you have been responsible for. Yes. Um, you've taken care of all of the campus uh, car dealerships on Oak Street there. Yes, we have. Uh, Janice Place, uh, out by the hospital. That's right. Um, some other things, uh, office buildings on uh, uh, Garnett uh, uh, by Mackenzie and Shelbourne there. Yes. Um, so so many other buildings.
0: Yeah, the King LASIK just was built. Uh, King LASIK. Yes.
1: Yeah, right in the corner of uh, uh, Highway 1 and Telecom, right? right? Um, so... Architecture and design has has changed a lot. Like even in the last ten or fifteen years, uh, the materials, uh, you know, construction techniques have, have improved. They've changed in your time since an architect. Since being an architect,
0: uh, yes, it has. And you know, you're you always have to keep on top of things. You always have to keep on looking at uh, what people are looking for, uh, what uh, is in, but also you don't want to be you know right in front of the curve because it also creates problems as well because you know, you're know you trying things out.
1: Yeah, and there's also cost. I mean, cost is something to be considered. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure that you might have uh, fantastic and brilliant ideas, but there's also the sensitivity of how much is it going to cost to build that, right?
0: Cost is huge these days, and uh, especially with construction prices going through the roof, uh, people are very cognizant of uh, how much they're spending, and at the end of the day, um, the economics have to work.
1: Yeah, and especially nowadays, when we're talking about commercial buildings, I mean, there's so much... Gl- when I said changes in the last 15 years, there's so much glass now, there's so much metal, uh, things that we didn't see uh, back in the 90s, right? Yes, uh, the,
0: the modern designs will have the you know large expanse of glass, uh, the metals are coming in, yeah. um, you know, they're... There are elements that uh, people like to use these days because um, the, the metals are very durable. Yeah. Uh, you see wood coming back in as well. Yes.
1: Well, the King Lizwick building there on uh, Tillicum and the highway, I mean, you've got that whole facade of, of, uh, of wood trim, right? Yes,
0: we've got wood, we've got glass there and metal. So, you know, all the elements that you're talking about right now.
1: Yeah, interesting. So, when when people come in and, and speak with you and, and uh, um, you know you do a consultation, like w- typically, what are the what are the areas that people are most concerned about when they're when they're talking about their commercial building?
0: Well, uh, there are a couple types of clients. There are some clients that come in that require rezonings, and yeah. uh, you know that's a whole different game where you're you're looking at uh, what you could rezone a piece of property for, uh, what you think. The official community plan will allow for what you think the planners and what you think the council will uh, agree with, and, and that's a totally different process. Uh, those that come in with, uh, I guess, projects that are already zoned, um, then they come in and you know they show you what your their their program is. Um, you know what you're able to do.
1: That's right. Yes, within that envelope there, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because the, uh, as you just mentioned, that's another thing that you help uh, clients do is go through that rezoning process, right? Oh, yes.
0: And the rezoning processes these days, uh, sometimes it could be pretty quick, like in Langford. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be really, really long in other municipalities that I won't mention. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Yes. We're going we're gonna to talk about that uh, a little later there. Um, residential, though, too, because you take care of a fair amount of residents. Residential, you did the condo building on Elford. Yes. uh, Right? Um, And again, as far as styles, I appreciate the the designs that we have now because I remember, because I was selling all of those four-story wooden boxes in the early 90s. Right. And they all looked the same. It was a stucco-facing. Like There was no architectural elements that were notable back then. I don't think that was a good time for design.
0: Well, and and at that time as well, unfortunately, there was the leaky condo uh, issues. And uh, these days, uh, there's new techniques that everybody uses. Uh, uh, There's building envelope consultants and, you know, the gamut of consultants that that you have to hire to to make these projects work. Um, You know, a a lot of times we try to look at our designs and we try to design them uh, so that they fit within the environment. Uh, Sometimes... uh, the, the, the client wants something more modern. Other times they, they want, want them to be more traditional. So, you know, it all depends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it actually it's interesting because, again, you've taken care of all the campus uh, uh, dealerships, not only on Oak but also Honda City as well, or Honda Campus Honda, Honda, what used yes. to be Honda City. <laughs> yeah, I used to work at Honda City, so right. that's why yeah, I, I I call it that. Um, but but again, there, there's a sort of there's a there's a design language that is common. Um, yes,
0: and and with a lot of these uh, car dealerships, uh, what happens is uh, they have to look at the the corporate image as well. And every seven to ten years, uh, the corporate headquarters are telling the dealers that they have to make changes. They have to freshen up, and um, so you have to also work with. Uh, corporate headquarters to make sure that uh, you're using their lingo as well.
1: Yeah, so that that requires that requires you being in contact with uh, uh, with corporate. That's right. Yeah, interesting. Um, what what are some of your favorite uh, designs? What are some of my fav- yeah. favorite designs? Yeah, is there one that stands out in your mind here in Victoria that you that you just say, "Oh man, I'm so glad I did that."
0: Um, well, I. I really like the King Lacer building that we just uh, yeah. built. Yeah. Uh you know, it's right on the corner, it's very prominent and uh it's fully leased now, so you know, it's it's gonna be a busy building. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know Wow. Which is amazing,
1: because when you think about it, that was a vacant piece of land ever since I remember, just that patch of grass.
0: That patch of grass had so many election signs on there. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: It was so prominent. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great spot. I have been in that building, so I visited yes. uh, my friends at the condo group there. It's it's a fantastic site with, with uh, surface parking and uh, extra parking as well, too. That's right?
0: right. We we just actually finished our tenant improvements, so uh, the condo group is happy there right now. Um, the, the LASIK... Uh, Uses on the second floor, and uh, there's uh, two two businesses that are on the third floor as well.
1: Yeah, wow. We're here uh, speaking with Alan Lowe. Alan is a uh, prominent local architect and also past mayor of uh, Victoria here. So, you know, a second ago you were talking about having to work with municipalities, <laughs> yes. and you know, I've had um, uh, Stu Young here on our show talking about Langford and um, expediency. Yes. And getting things through. And you've just said, Langford, good to work with, I'm guessing, right?
0: Good to work with, um, as long as you, I guess, um, You're prepared. work with their vision. Yes. And, you know, in Langford, it's not uh, you come in and you say, okay, can we do this? They usually come and say, can you do more?
1: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, it sounds like a much easier way to operate
0: uh it is but uh, also there are, the development cost charges are are high as well yep. uh, due to the fact that it is a growing community um, you know, they're they're working on all aspects of uh, trying to uh, have money for affordable housing, have money for, you know, the, the various services that are required for recreation, as well as for for the storm and sewers. Yeah. So obviously their development cost charges is going to be higher than uh, other municipalities like Victoria that is already built
1: up. Well, but yeah, because there's a the thing much of the infrastructure that's going in uh, in the West Shore, there is new. Exactly. Right, whereas, of course, we look in the city of Victoria or most of Saanich, uh, it's all, I mean, it's already built out. That's right. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of building over or, or, or whatever. Yes,
0: and so uh, in Victoria, um, you're mainly looking at, I guess, demolishing something and rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, in, in Saanich, uh, there's still land available that, you know, you're you're doing new buildings on, on raw land. Uh, Langford, Colwood, um, and beyond. uh, There there are a lot of uh, properties that have not been developed. Uh, There are subdivisions and uh, you name it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because we're always telling people who are uh, coming new to Victoria, uh, and of course, they don't understand that uh, the West Shore didn't have sewers until not that long ago. So consequently, uh, there was no high density until 15 years ago or so. That's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, We're here with Alan Lowe, Uh, talking about architecture, design, and maybe a chit-chat about his time as mayor of Victoria. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspect Tech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, Denise Carey and Carrie are great people to talk with. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Just look under Shows and you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All their contact information is there or you can always reach out to me and I'd be happy to connect you. We're here talking right now with Alan Lowe. Alan is an architect here in Victoria, and he was the mayor of Victoria uh, a couple of terms ago, for three terms. Thanks again for coming, Alan. You're welcome, Tony. Another uh, born and raised Victorian. Yes. yes. Not many of us left. No, there aren't. So let's talk about what Victoria was like when you were a kid growing up, because you're just a couple years older than me, Right. Am I? <laughs> By the way, so for the listeners, uh, Alan uh, was used to work at my dad's store uh, yes. as a kid. Yeah.
0: I, I started out um, because what what do you, what do you call it, a stock boy or I something like so. that yeah. So, yeah. look stocking shelves and yeah. uh your your parents uh, gave me a job in the summer and um kind of had a good time
1: yes yeah yeah and then of course that was at the the BNE food market on the corner of Fort and Cook which is now or soon to be um uh, a new condo building the black, and, black and, white. and white yes yeah yeah so a lot of changes there but anyways getting back to victoria so what what did uh, what did victoria mean to you as as a kid and, and growing up
0: you know we we were we lived a very simple life you know um, you know young kids that uh, were born to an immigrant family uh, so you know all our parents wanted to do was have uh, their kids uh, have a better lifestyle and educated and uh, and a better lifestyle than they, they had right so you know we we didn't have very much but uh, we were all happy and we would have to study hard work hard and um, and, and make do with what we had
1: now did your were your folks uh did they move here? or Yeah, our, my, my
0: parents, uh, I guess, immigrated to Canada back in 1956 or something like that. Okay. Uh, my grandparents actually were in Victoria yeah. in the early 1900s. Yeah. And uh, the way the head tax was and uh, with immigration and all that, um, my parents didn't come here until the, the
1: late 1950s. Yeah. You know, we've had this conversation on this show before about about foreign buyer tax and things like that. There's concerns about affordability in Greater Victoria. It is true. Victoria is an expensive real estate market. But then we talk about, um, you know, there, there is this unsensitivity about the fact that non-Canadians want to come to Canada or come to Victoria and have a better life for their family. Which is exactly the case of you. Exactly. And me as well. Yes. And, you know, to consider to consider, cutting off that ability for people to do so or taxing them 20% on their purchase price, uh, which is a lot of money in Victoria, uh, would mean, and it does mean so far, a lot of people deciding not to come.
0: Yes, right? which is very unfortunate. And, you know, the, the, the thing here is, Uh, Just like uh, our parents of the past, uh, people want to come to Victoria, want to come to Canada for the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. for the safety, for the education. And um, to actually tell them that they can't buy property here because they don't live here uh, is very difficult. And uh, it's just like saying that you're not welcome to buy property here due to the fact that uh, you're a foreign
1: foreign person. Yeah. Well, and, and it, 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 there's there's all, there's been this whole conversation about oh well it's because people are speculating and people yeah. are you know they're using real estate here um, and driving prices up. Um, I I have said vocally on this show many times. All of the people that I've helped that have not been from either British Columbia or Canada or people that want to live here, I have not seen any of this holding and, you know, let's flip properties. Sure, maybe in Vancouver. That has not been the case here.
0: Yeah. And and in Victoria... Um, because it's an island, a lot of people shy away from coming to Victoria. You're right. Uh, in Vancouver, uh, the, the high-end houses have all been purchased up. Yeah. Uh, in, in Victoria, I haven't seen this as, as well, Tony. Yeah. There's
1: yeah, And that's uh, a good point you just brought up. I mean, for, for many, it's still remote. Yes. You know, it's not, I mean, the, the, you know, when talking about somebody who's coming from a major metropolitan centre like Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, um, I mean, Vancouver or Victoria? Right. That's I mean, right. it's it's going to be Vancouver because of the amenities and everything, right?
0: Yes, and, and, and Victoria's just too small for them. Yeah. Um. Yes, for education for the children, uh, they like Victoria better because it
1: seems much safer. Um, and it's Anglo too because it's English speaking, it whereas Vancouver is Vancouver's not necessarily
0: right. That's right. And for for those that uh, go to Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, um, they don't even really have to learn the English language, and they can still make do there. Yeah. In Victoria, it's different. Yeah.
1: All right, so you know this kind of brings us to to another another point because affordability is a factor, right? Yes. Um, we haven't gotten to the you know your history as the mayor of Victoria yet, but you were the person that started the Greater Victoria Coalition in homelessness. Yes,
0: uh, and that that was uh, over ten years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, now why, why, to bring us, bring us back to that time, why did that happen?
0: Well, back then, there was an issue with uh, a lot of the homelessness on the streets. We saw that there was a homeless community that was growing, and uh, we wanted to see how we could make a difference. So at that time, we actually set and created a blueprint, uh, which was developed through the mayor's task force on homelessness, mental illness, and addictions. Mm-hmm. And when we brought that forward, um, I think it was a blueprint for other municipalities in the province. And even at that time, um, Premier Gordon Campbell created a task force on uh, homelessness through, I think there were seven or eight mayors throughout B.C., Mm -hmm. So you know, every everybody was on the bandwagon saying, "Okay, how can we deal with this issue? How can we try to uh, solve this problem?" And ten years later, unfortunately, it's still it's even getting worse.
1: Yeah, because actually, at the time that the uh, organization st- was founded, the idea was to end homelessness by twenty eighteen. I think it was right. Yes, it
0: was supposed to end homelessness in ten years. Yeah. Um, the the task to do that uh, would would have been and is still very tough in the fact that. Um, once you house one or two people, uh, there'll be others that, uh, also require housing. Mm -hmm. There are so many right now that are on the verge of being homeless. Uh, and that's a lot of times due to the fact that, uh, housing prices are getting, Quite expensive, uh, rental accommodation is even more expensive. So you know it, it's a catch twenty two. It's really difficult.
1: Well, the interesting point here was this is this is going back to two thousand and is two thousand eight or two thousand seven thereabouts. Uh,
0: two thousand seven, two thousand eight, right, yeah. right so, in that area. So,
1: oh, and and when you think about uh, affordability and real estate prices, I mean they they have they have exploded since then. It, so was even, actually, even it was actually, it was actually affordable at that time, Tony. <laughs> when well, you look at it now. <laughs> exactly. Right. But yet, you know, unfor- unfortunately it, it wasn't affordable to many. Right.
0: But don't, don't forget at that time as well, the interest rates were higher. Yeah. So, you know, when the interest rates become lo- a lot lower, yeah. uh, people could afford much higher prices, which means the, the prices start going up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a function of interest rates. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So of course, you know my history with the coalition because because you had retired as mayor, uh, I stepped in as the co-chair of that organization uh, with your uh, successor, uh, Dean Fortin. Yes. Uh, and of course, the organization still continues on uh, exactly. with with Lisa Helps. Right. That's right. And and it's one of these organizations that is working. So that it doesn't need to exist anymore, and you know what? It's it's working
0: also quite well with all the service providers. Yeah. Uh, the the problem still, I think, is that um, there are. It's such a large problem, yeah. and even if you deal with those that are here now, there will be more that will come. Yeah. And uh, I've always been a firm believer uh, uh, that we not only need to deal with those that are homeless and those that are on the verge of being homeless. There are those that have addictions that we also have to deal with in a different way. Yeah. And then there are those that really can't help themselves. And those we really need to get the uh, the ACT teams and those people to really work with them yeah. to ensure that they're not a nuisance to themselves
1: or to the neighbors. Yeah. Because there's a business model. I want to get to this after we take our break here. It costs more to house, it costs more to treat people than it does to actually house them. And, uh, you know, it's such a big conversation. It is. Yeah. Uh, We're here with Alan Lowe, uh, local Victoria architect and mayor, past mayor of Victoria. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our guest today is Alan Lowe. Allen is a architect here in Victoria. He was the mayor of Victoria from 1999 to 2008. Uh, Allen was presented with the Queen's Golden Jubilee Medal for community service, and in 2006 was named one of the top 100 most influential Chinese Canadians. Uh, in 2009, for his architecture, he was awarded the Georgie Award for Best Single Family. Detached home, and the other thing that I read as well—you've got your own Wikipedia page. Do you know that? Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> well, some,
0: somebody must have created it.
1: You well, you were no, you were not only the first ethnic uh, mayor in Greater Victoria here. I think you were the youngest too, right? At, yes, at thirty 38. thirty eight. Thirty eight. We can do the math. Then we'll figure out how old you are. <laughs> 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 Thanks for coming, Alan. Sure. Tell us about your experience as the mayor of Victoria.
0: You know what? Um, it's the best experience in the world. Yeah, um, you know a lot of people go to university for a great education. Uh, try becoming a city councilor or a mayor, and you really get educated. Yes, uh, not only are you you know focusing on one thing or another, you you have to be an expert in all areas, from uh, finances to social issues to planning issues to uh, to sewers and uh, and the environment. So yeah. you know you, the, the the you have to know a lot about everything. Yes. And you have to have good people around you so that they could also, you know, give you good advice.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It, in many ways, it seems like an eternity ago, because that was two mayors ago now. Um, but on the other hand, I got to say, in in the community, people do, I hear people say, you know what? I remember when Alan Lowe was the mayor.
0: Well, you know, the, just uh, with the recent election, uh, people have were also asking me to, you know, think about, consider about running again. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, I've been there. I've done it. Uh, my wife has had to put up with it. I've got two grandchildren now. So, you know, from, from my point of view, um, I'm living the life right now. And, uh, you know, business is good. Family situation is great. Yeah. Uh, we're traveling a bit. So why would I want to do it, Tony?
1: <laughs> okay, so I've had the privilege of having mayors in the studio here, like sitting mayors. And I have to say, like, it's a, that's a tough job. Oh, and, it is, and and I I'm not sure people really appreciate what what goes on in that role. I mean, you can't you can't keep everyone happy.
0: You know what? If you make fifty percent of the happy all fifty percent of the people happy all the time, you're doing great. <laughs> okay. And uh, you know, there will be different people that will be, I guess, liking what you do. Yeah. There will be other people that are totally against what you do, no matter what you do. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day. Uh, as long as you think you've done the best that you can for that day, for that week, then, you know, that's all you can do. You could rest, rest peacefully uh, in your bed and, and sleep well all night. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, I suppose everyone in civic leadership um, it, it has either the goal or it's nice to see at the end of a term something that they are known for. So, for instance, the Save on Fuse Memorial Arena is something that you saw through uh and that that we have now
0: yes we we actually pushed that uh through and probably uh, four to five years. But that was something that was in limbo for years. Oh, right? it's you know, people were talking about replacing the Memorial Arena for probably uh 25 years before we 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 did what we did, yeah. and uh you know thanks to Graham Lee and uh to you know the support of uh, the the taxpayers. You talking Graham we Lee, the it.
1: owner of uh, the Royals, right?
0: Uh, the owner of the Royals, yeah. uh, and and the person that. Uh, built and is operating the Save on Foods Memorial Center yeah. uh, thanks to the veterans actually because we had to work very hard with the veterans to ensure that the memorial was kept uh, in the building Yeah, uh, the memorial was kept in the name and the the veterans were huge supporters of looking at a new facility
1: yeah and it's something that the city can be proud of.
0: Oh, you know, we we now don't have to go to Vancouver or to go see Seattle John, right? to, for, for yeah. various concerts, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, even though it's a regional facility, uh, the taxpayers of Victoria had to pay for it because it wouldn't have been built any other way. Yeah. Uh, we had some some support from Saanich. We had some support from Oak Bay. Yeah. Uh, Esquimalt bailed on us. Uh, View Royal brought us some money. But, you know, at the end of the day... Uh, It's it's been a great facility for all of the region.
1: Okay, I got to ask you this question. I didn't prepare you for this. I'm sorry, (laughs) but tell us what are your thoughts about amalgamation?
0: Well, I've always been supportive of amalgamation. Uh, Amalgamation is not going to save money. If people think that amalgamation is going to save money, it's not for the money. uh, It's not for the money. In the long run, it's going to save money. But initially, it's going to be more effective. It's going to be more efficient. You know, as an architect. We have to actually oh, yeah. look at 13 different official community plans. We have to look at 13 different zoning bylaws yeah. to determine uh, whether or not uh, this municipality has parking stalls a certain size yeah. versus another municipality. So, you know, it, it's very difficult for So it's, it's for just
1: the same as, as having to work in a different uh, jurisdiction. That's right, right? It's it's so even though it's just across the street, it's almost like you know you, you've got to look through the official community plan of Courtney or something, yes. right? Yeah. No,
0: you, you you have to do your due diligence with uh, all your projects in each of the different municipalities yeah. because they're all different. It's cumbersome. It's sloppy. <laughs> it's cumbersome. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked a moment ago about Langford and and how much in uh, doing business with Langford uh, through design and through construction and everything. Um, and then there's Victoria, there's city of Victoria. Well, um, although it takes a
0: lot longer, I think there's more of a focus on Victoria all the time, whether it's through the media, uh, whether it's uh, neighborhood groups, um, you know, people don't like change. The neighborhood groups are very vocal. They're very vocal. Yeah. And, you know, you do have to work with them. And sometimes you have to agree to disagree but you also have to determine what is best for your client, what is best for uh, for that piece of property, and, and hopefully at the end of the day, it's supportable.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, we talked a moment ago about the fact that in, in Victoria, there's very little, there's almost no new land for development. It's all redevelopment of some sort. So you are going to be affecting neighbors in some way or other.
0: Yes, and, uh, you know, It's funny because when you're trying to go for rezoning for, say, a small lot house in Victoria, it takes sometimes more time, especially at council meetings, because there's going to be a lot of uh, neighbors coming uh, out either for it or against it, as opposed to a... Fifteen-story building in downtown Victoria, where uh, at times nobody comes out to say anything about it, and it just just gets approved within uh, ten minutes. Yeah. So it, you know, it's sometimes it's the smallest projects within the neighborhood that could bring uh, the entire neighborhood out. So,
1: so something something that comes up on occasion is, you know, again with affordability and with the vacancy rates here in town, you know, it's it's being tight because more people move into Victoria than move out. Yes, uh, and there has been a shortage of rental housing. And in fact, there was no new purpose-built rental buildings in Victoria for for years until just a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, and and the reason why a couple of years ago uh, people were starting to build rental housing were twofold, I guess. One was money was cheap. So the interest rates were low. And number two, the rents for the various apartment units, uh, started to make sense so that the the balance sheet would work.
1: Yeah. So w- what you're saying then is for a developer it made business sense because the money was cheap enough and the return, like so the 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 income of rent was high enough. That's right. Um, however, for for some that's a little comfort to people who are struggling for exactly. for rentals, right?
0: And, and that's why there's still a lot of uh, rental stock. From say the sixties and seventies yeah. that are still reasonably priced, yeah. and the problem here is, and you you see over the last five to ten years, and people hear about the rent evictions, uh, people hear about uh, you know people having to move out of a place that they've been living in for the last twenty years. Uh, that's happening because people are starting to see that they they can make business sense in yeah. purchasing an older. A rental building, yeah. totally renovating it, and then getting a bigger return on the dollar.
1: And and this is the thing we you know we've talked about the fact before that um, I I think developers uh, or, or business people they would like to contribute more into the rental stock in Victoria, but I think sometimes people forget that there has to be a business sense there. Nobody does this you know um, unless the business model exists.
0: That's right, and uh, they they do have to look at the finances. Yeah. Um, you know, now council is trying to look at all rezonings for, I guess, uh, for multiple family houses or or condo buildings or apartment buildings, and they're looking at uh, wanting to have fifteen to ten to twenty percent of those affordable. units to be affordable. Uh-huh. Uh, that takes a huge bottom line out of your 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 financial picture.
1: You know, because the developer needs to see some profit or else they're not going to do it
0: that's right, and uh you you have no idea how the economy changes over time too, mm-hmm. and the economy could 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 change over a day a year, and you know, before you know it um, people are not uh are building anymore because the numbers don't work yep. and it takes from start to finish a rezoning project, and construction,
1: it probably takes three to four years. Yeah, before the developer sees the cash at the that's end of the right. day. Yeah, and the market can change in between there. It's a high-risk industry. Yeah. Yeah, so when people often say, and we've had developers here, i so had Mike Miller here, I've had Dave Jard here, uh, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's, they're taking the risk because they don't know. They don't know what can happen in the marketplace, right? That's right, and,
0: and you know, they could be stuck, <laughs> with a whole lot of inventory yeah. that they have to have a fire sale only because the banks are coming after them saying that they have to sell. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's not all rosy uh, in the development industry and there's high risks. Yeah.
1: What does Victoria need? What, uh, what do you think Victoria, I mean, both you and I, I think, are happy Victorians.
0: We are very happy Victorians.
1: Yes. But what, what do you think, uh, um, what could improve this picture?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, I'm really happy to see that the downtown is getting populated. That's the vision that we've always wanted. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, people say that people are concerned that the downtown is dying. Well, if you have 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people living Residence. downtown, yeah. uh, your downtown is going to survive. Yeah. These are the people that will be using all the businesses down there. They're going to be, you know, using the restaurants, the nightclubs, and and, and the bars. Yeah. Um, the I, I think that uh, we have a new, quite a different dynamic of uh, younger people living downtown, as well as those that uh, want to uh, sell their houses in the suburbs and, and live downtown so they can walk. Yeah. you know, it, it's very interesting how it's changing, and and I think that that's healthy.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, Victoria is such a great town. And, you know, again, you have contributed so much to this, not only in your designs uh, as, as an architect here, but in the time that you spent uh, representing Victoria as the mayor. And, 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 and as I said a moment ago, people do mention Alan Lowe in past because, really, you, you are highly regarded in the time that you spent as mayor. So
0: thank you for everything that well, you've thanks, done. Well, thanks, Tony. And, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And I've always told people that if, you, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. Yes. Right? So. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, what better place to live? Exactly. Then, Victoria. Uh, thank you, uh, Alan Lowe, our guest for today. And to the rest of our listeners, uh, I'll be here for you this time next week.